A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochran Firm. KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided. I want to thank you for tuning in. We are coming to you live from Culver City. I am Brian Dunn, sitting right across from my best friend in the world, Mr. James Oates. How you doing, brother? I feel privileged to be here today, Brian. I do not feel entitled to be here. But I you feel, feel privileged. privileged. I feel privileged. I'm grateful for being here. So, folks, uh, as we uh, process certain complicated issues uh, that pervade our American consciousness, we, uh, Jim and I, like to think about why things happen the way they do. In fact, that's about all we do all day, every day. Uh, but when we think about what makes us American, we think about our freedoms, baseball, all kinds of wonderful things that uh, are unique to our political landscape. But one of the not-so-wonderful things about America is mass shootings. We seem to have a monopoly on this thing. It occurs more in this particular part of the world than anywhere else. Uh, and it's not just because everyone has guns and the access to guns are so prevalent. That might have something to do with it. But the discussion that we're going to have today in the wake of Two horribly tragic events, one of which occurred in most recently in Odessa and before that in El Paso, Texas. We really want to think about why these things happen the way that they do. Now, I'm sure we can all agree that this is a horrible thing and it's a tragedy and it's something that we should prevent. But it seems as though when something like this happens, the script is so familiar. You have a horrible tragedy and you have the voices of the victims, which are incredibly tragic. And then you have the issue of gun control that comes up. This seems to be a platform for those who are in support of gun control to come forward and say, we need to stop this. And then you have the others, members of the NRA and their supporters saying, no, guns don't kill people, people do. But the discussion that I want to have today with you guys, it's not about guns. I don't want to make it about gun control, even though guns are the most prominent uh, mechanism of mass shootings uh, or mass killings, the kinds of things that, that are caused by firearms. But I want to try to think about other things uh, because I believe that when we focus the issue too narrowly on access to firearms, we may be missing some other very significant factors uh, that are unique to the American psyche uh, that caused this to happen so much here. And Jim has been looking at some statistics. Tell us a little bit about some of the things that you found, brother. Well, I mean, first I want to go back to just really clarify also for our listeners so that they understand we are not wanting to talk about gun control today. We've done We've shows done on that. And we will come and, back to and, it. And we'll come back to it sometime, and people are welcome to go on our website, and they'll hear all of the very interesting information that we pulled out. And, I wrote a long essay on yeah, it. Yeah, that, right. Brian's written a lot. We've got a lot of uh, op-ed stuff that we've done. We've got our blog. And, you know, Brian and I disagree on some of those points, but 
but what we both fundamentally agree on is whether you believe in gun control or not, any gun control laws are not going to stop this. This right. this thing is not going to change. And so I think it, that, that Brian, what he was saying there, put it very succinctly again to say this, is that we kind of have gotten stuck in this sort of revolving thing, this pattern right. that occurs where it's it's right. like press button repeat. We had right. one side comes out and says one thing. The other side, it all it's about gun control. Yeah, it seems like we're just going through this insert, cycle over and over again. Insert name of location, insert right. date, insert exactly. time, insert the name of the shooter, and then it's still the same discussion, and no one's really – trying to explore this in a deeper way. And folks, uh, we're going to want you to join the discussion if you if you have the stomach for it. <laughs> but you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, uh, 1-800-222-5222. It's an abstract topic for today. Simply, we're trying to wrap our arms around why this thing happens uh, without talking about guns and gun control. And there have been numerous studies and uh, Jim uh, is familiar with uh, some of the most prominent uh, findings uh, that have been uh, the result of, of the statistical analysis done by the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Tell us a little bit about some of the common denominators. And it, some of these things may shock you folks. Well, I don't know that it's too shocking, but I think that one thing that probably people are looking for that they're desperately they're desperately seeking it and they're not going to get it is a one statement, right. one right. sort of uh, splash point answer for why people do this it is not like a a a situation that has an easy answer there's not one answer it's not even more about it's more it's not just about there being an easy answer it's this everyone wants to say there is a reason people go out and do these mass shootings they want to they want to have one thing they want to say oh they must be crazy, right? right? Or they must be white supremacist, right. or it must be because they had access to the. Uh, they set an assault rifle. You know, they come right. up with all of these things that they want to assign one value to. And what the FBI says is, it's pretty clear that that's not the case. So when we talk about when we talk about the playing field that we're discussing, what is a mass shooting? Uh, it was previously defined as a shooting in a public place uh, that involved four or more people. Uh, that were uh, in that 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 were killed uh, indiscriminately. In other words, this wasn't something like a family member uh, killing right. members of the family. That's important to talk about too. I mean, even the definition of mass shooting is it's all over the place. The generally accepted rule was that it was four or more people indiscriminately killed in a public place. But that said, that number was kind of lowered for Department of Justice purposes during the Obama administration to right. three. So anytime you had three or more people killed someplace, they wanted to call that a mass shooting and. Then maybe not necessarily in a public place, maybe not necessarily indiscriminately. So that starts to get really murky. So as we define the discussion, folks, I'm going to tell you about some common denominators. These are some of the things that uh, have been determined to be uh, consistent. Uh, These are things we can agree on, and some of them may shock you. Crime has gone down universally uh, in, in our nation. Right. It has consistently there was a slight uptick, uh, I think it was year before last, but it has generally gone down in our country. And it's way below where it was, say, in the 70s or even the 80s. Exactly. And we're we're, we're making a lot of progress. That's broad crime, crime rate, too. Everyone make, make sure people understand that's murder. That's all the other sort of violent right. crimes, violent that's, crimes. You know, a burglary, all these kind of crimes. Yeah. So but one of the things that we've noticed is that since we first started documenting these mass shootings, uh, it was a, an incident that happened in 1966 on the that's campus. Right of the University of Texas at Austin. famous one, right. Uh, The rate of mass shootings has not not changed. It has been 
about the same it from the, the same. 70s on. Right. It stayed the same. It hasn't changed. Yeah, if you do that. And that, that gets complicated, too, because you're talking about the number of mass shootings per capita. The number right. of mass shootings occur, not necessarily the number of people killed, which is a separate matter. And a lot of folks like to think it's just white men that are doing this. Uh, but in reality, if you really look at the race, they have every shooting documented by the race and the age and the, and the gun that was used. Yeah, there's a great database, actually. I downloaded it. If people are interested to find it, they go to Mojo. If they can go to Mojo.com, and, uh, and they can download this Mother Jones, and they can get this data that's all compiled. And there's a great big massive database. It's pretty telling. But and generally, we, what we're seeing is that, again, this is not uh, statistically well, 100% accurate, but it, it follows around uh, similar to the distribution uh, of the racial uh, proportion with the, within the country. That's right. I mean, when I went into this first, and you and I talked about this a lot this this morning, is that I went into it thinking it's white males doing this, right? I mean, you look around. I think it's I look, it's guys that look like me doing this. Well, there has been it, an uptick in white males doing it recently due to the. There's been an uptick in the alt right and some of these high been, profile well, shootings that have involved. Uh, but that's actually not true by the numbers. There's been an uptick in people associating with, with the alt right. There you go. That's that do the mass shootings, but the, the number, the dis, you know, the number. If you spread it out across population, it basically tracks the population of the United States by race. And we're going to be taking your calls in just a minute after the break, folks. But I want to throw some statistics at you. And again, we'd love for you to join the discussion. When that you're going to be first up after the break, one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. Once again, one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. Why do mass shootings happen at the level that they do? Within our country, but the kick is we're not going to be talking about guns or gun control. So as we move forward, the average age of the mass shooter is 35 years old. 57% are single at the time of the offense. 35% had criminal convictions. 62% had a history of acting in an abusive or harassing way. Uh, of the shooters that could be communicated with that actually survived... 77%, a whopping 77% said that they planned the shooting for at least one week before it happened. These are some statistics. Uh, we're going to throw some more at you. But, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Mass shootings. Why do they happen? And what can we do about it? And we're not going to talk about guns and gun control. We love you, folks. And we'll be right back. Welcome back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You're listening to A Nation Divided. Today we're talking about mass shootings and why they occur um, but we're not going to be talking about gun control and gun violence. We're going to be talking about guns, of course, but we're not going to be talking about laws and gun controls and access to guns. We're going to be talking about deeper issues uh, because we want to know why this happens here. Um, Canada, for example, uh, has the exact same uh, accessibility to guns. You can get any gun yep. in Canada that right. you can get here. 
doesn't happen there like it they does here. just don't have this problem doesn't not even it. close to it no. why is it us something about being in america uh jim you were going to say something well you know going back to the fbi study just to make sure that we and I, we got some of the callers already calling in we can see some of the things they're going to say so that before we get into that and go into the weeds on some of the things that'll be said let's make sure we understand at least what the fbi says right and this is pretty hard data so as very broad it's a very broad generality this is what they do know about mass shooters they're male 94 percent of mass shooters are men. amen they know that almost always men. they know that they're single the number you gave earlier not quite right 57 percent completely single Another 11% divorced, okay. right? Or I think 13% divorced. And then others that are like in quasi-relationships. You realize you're meeting the profile, so, Jim. I know. You're already you and I right both, in actually. the middle of that. You and I are right in the exactly. middle of that. Exactly. Damn, darn. But yes. so, again, just to recap this, that they're, they're male. They are single. And one of the things that they did find in the FBI study is that they are people that feel that they've been personally wronged right. across the board. They feel, right. you see it now, whether, they, whether it's a manifesto, actually only about like one quarter write a manifesto or put something in Facebook. 30%. Actually, yeah, like 30%. 30% yeah, yeah. The majority don't even want to, uh, they don't really care that they ever get this attributed to their name. But here's what they do know, that when they do study these people or they have them still living afterwards, they, they can interview them, they find out that they're people that had some sort of political or social agenda that they felt personally wronged by oftentimes right. were not so it's not like they were actually the attacked. worst crime on american soil was timothy mcveigh timothy mcveigh blew up the oklahoma felt personally wronged by waking it was even right. anybody, anybody would yeah. but anyway folks. and before and before you go to that there's, there's the last thing that's got to be said it's really important to say this it's not people that were watching video games right it's not people that just copycatted it per se Absolutely. although there is a it's, there's a, it's a, a component of it. there's a copycat component they study it on how to do it and it's not any one ideology. But, folks, we want to know what you think. Uh, Lynette, uh, thanks for being so patient. Uh, welcome to A Nation Divided. You're on with Brian and Jim, a uh, longtime caller. We certainly appreciate hearing your voice. What are your thoughts, Lynette? Good afternoon, guys. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, well, Lynette. I don't know how you guys think we're going to talk about this without talking about gun control, but I'm going to try look, here. We tried, right? to, we tried to set up the rules we and already we're having rules. problems. I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. In the room. Okay. All right. Another elephant in the room is the fact that this country was, from the inception, built upon violence. Yes. Okay. And but can you really the make the argument that every country was war. built upon? We, as Dr. King put it, we are the largest purveyor of war on the planet. Okay. Something so, about America that you associate inherently with with crime and violence, but I mean, if you might look, have disagreed if you were living in maybe 17th century, I don't know, India or someplace like where. But the if British you look at how was, any country but, I mean, has been yeah, colonized or taken over or whatever, way, but, it, yeah. it almost always is associated with violence. But Lynette, you are bringing up some good points. So we live in by the sword, and we're dying by it. Unfortunately, God help us, you know, and. Uh, you know, with Stoneman Douglas, I mean, that, man, that just really just set me, I mean, I'm for the Second Amendment, okay, but, but right. we always talk about the rights and not the responsibilities with carrying firearms, but like I said, when I saw the Stoneman Douglas situation, it really harkened back to Columbine, and we still don't have no legislation right. to regulate these guns. Well, Lynette, you bring and, up. And another, uh, thing, and another thing, and I feel like this. If them kids were 17-year-olds with the right to vote, we would not be having this conversation right now. With the they right to be vote? Able to change the whole trajectory of gun control right now. Cause All we right. Have a lot of old Lynette, I'm going to put you on hold real hold. quickly. Real Here's quickly. something about the numbers on that, too, just to say it's disproportionately... 18 to 20 year olds that commit these crimes now that mm. dispar disproportionately the is, average age is 35 that disproportionately is the oh, word I, I said so people need to get really in this is the problem with understanding statistics that people get jacked up on that we got to be really clear on 
if you took the number of 18 to 20 year olds in the United States of America that they're sh- that the total population right and compare it to the population of all other age groups right the number of 18 20 year olds that do commit a mass shooting is disproportionate by a factor of 4 wow uh bernice from long beach uh, we're talking about mass shootings, uh, why they occur, why they are unique to America, and why they keep happening. Uh, we all know that crime has gone down uh, since pretty consistently for the last decade and a half. Uh, but mass shootings just seem to remain constant. Uh, why is this, Bernice? Or Bernice, I apologize. Talk to me. Well, I was going to bring up the I was going to bring up the the video game thing, but I I listened to her and and you, and um. You know, we haven't. We we have men coming back from from uh, war overseas. Yes. yes. And a lot of them are troubled with uh, post traumatic stress disorder, and a lot of them are fathers. Yes, uh, there are twenty four percent of documented mass shooters had at least some, some military, military experience. Right. So you're you're on to something there. Go on ahead, to something, Bernice, possibly, please. Yeah. yeah. So we have gangs. Too many gangs in in uh, America. The Crips, the Bloods, now MS-13 from God knows where, and uh, and and I'm I'm not I'm not saying that video games are not part of the problem because I think they are because they, they my my grandson said one time that uh, he went he was watching his dad playing uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto and yeah. I told my dad one of my favorite that, games when I used to play but yeah. <laughs> But, but he yeah, was but, only nine at the time. Yeah, and what, and what, what Bernice thought, is saying, again, I have to just uh, get get straight to it. Is these are we, well, the games now are different than the ones that we had when we grew up. Right. We grew up with games well, like you know pong, but but they're they're actually active shooter games where you commit crimes. Uh, the purpose of Ga- well, Grand Theft Auto is to basically commit crimes on the highest level to possible. Kinda, to kind of help out Bernice a little bit here and jump in on her side of it, sort of so to speak. Yeah, Brian and I were having this conversation earlier. And there have been a lot of studies, Bernice, a lot of very detailed studies that pretty definitively state that there is no link between playing of video games and increased aggression. Now, hang on, before you say anything. Their population was teenagers. No, but hang on, hang on. This is the thing that Brian and I were talking about earlier. Perhaps one of the problems we've got with even talking about video games when we talk about mass shooting is that we're looking for the a solution there that's not there, but we're not talking about what the relationship could be. In other words, it does, they, the, all the studies talk about it not leading to aggression. What the studies don't talk about is if you take a person that was going to commit an aggressive act one way or the other, why would they maybe choose to do it one way versus another? But what we're hitting on, again, and what Bernice is nailing, I think, is that there's something violent about our culture. Yeah, more there is it's some not the form video game of itself. intrinsic violence yeah, right, exactly. uh, that just doesn't seem to exist everywhere. Uh, folks, uh, we'd love you to join the discussion. Uh, 1-800-222-5222. Uh, 1-800-222-5222. The issue is, uh, without talking about guns and gun control and all those issues, uh, why do we have such a recurring problem of mass shootings uh, in this country uh, as opposed to any other country uh, that's armed? Bernice, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. Um, now... Uh, Charles, I'm going to get to you in a second. Mike, we're going to hang with you for quite a bit, probably in segment three. Dylan, I think I like where you're coming with this. Talk to me. You're on A Nation Divided with Brian Dunn and James Oates. How are you guys doing? We're doing wonderful, brother. Thanks for calling. Good. good. Um, So the way I'm seeing things is the way the media reports these mass shootings. It's not not reported as a tragedy anymore so much as it is the sportscast. Right. 
I mean, every time it happens, they literally put up a scoreboard. You see the shooter's name, where right. he was, where yeah. he was, how many people he killed. Right. And one of the things that I was thinking of, and I'm a civil rights lawyer by trade, but I would like to experiment with a rule that says the next time one of these happens, we will not mention the shooter's name. We will not p- publish his picture. There will have no identity associated with right. this. Therefore, they're after infamy. Yeah, I think exactly. Dylan, I think Dylan, you really are into something. Brian and I were talking about this quite a bit earlier because you know one of the things that the FBI study does make pretty clear is that these are people that have something to say. Right? right. They feel like they've Absolutely. been wronged and they want to make an impact somehow, and they do learn how to do this thing that they do from other people. So they're seeing it on the news, they're seeing right. it in media, and, and here's the other thing that the FBI thing made very clear, even for my own part. We have a lot of prejudices in terms of what we get from the media right. that are not accurate at all. Like, right. for instance, that it's mostly exactly. white males or whatever else. So if we get those pieces of information wrong and we're normal, ordinary people, we're like well-adjusted people, what do maladjusted people get right. from it? Don't go anywhere, Dylan. Uh, Charles, thank you for well, your patience. Uh, we wanted to uh, also get your opinion on this. And, folks, uh, the, the issue is, is why do these things happen? Uh, we're not going to be interested in the old... The same discussion that we've been having for years and years and years, which is it's just access to guns. That might be part of it. But we're interested on a deeper level. Why, as Americans, are we killing each other on this level uh, in such a public way? Uh, Charles. uh, Okay, I'm going to make a bridge between abortion and a mass shooting. Right. I know where you're going with this. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Charles, we want to hear it. Okay, well, there's a a thousand abortions a day, and, and we're or about 3,000 actually, where we seem to be okay with that. We shouldn't be, but the argument is always, should you legalize it or, or illegalize it, right? There's not enough discussion about the cause of it. You know, what, what makes a woman want to make that decision, right? right? And it's the same thing with gun violence. Should you, should you get rid of the guns? Should you keep the guns? You know, instead of going into the mentality well, Charles, you are so Charles. You, Charles, you are so right on. Yeah. Let me let me throw one more at you too. That Brian and I were talking about. Of course, this is Brian's profession, but the the way that we so cavalierly cast off the fact that police shoot and kill people, and and we yeah. say, well, they're police. Well, okay, great, but we're still not talking about that sort of fundamental value of life. I think life, about, yeah. and and that is so well, important. And you know, when we go ahead, Charles. Oh, I was going to say, I'm glad you mentioned the police. You know, about forty percent of police families. Um, report domestic violence. Wow. I didn't know the number was that high. I did not know the number was that high. But if it is, uh, the common denominator, folks, is that we're conceptualizing violent impulses. Everybody seems to be going back to the same basic thing, which is, you know, we have internalized uh, such a degree of violence within our psyche as Americans that it has become uh, something that we don't get, uh, where we've become desensitized to it. Uh, I'm going to put you on hold briefly, Charles. Uh, yeah, Mike, stay with us, Charles. We'll Mike from El Segundo. Uh, it's it's always Mike. good to hear your voice. Welcome back, brother. Uh, we're gonna right, we're gonna you, have a few man. seconds, thank and then we're gonna have to take the break. But go hit hit it quick if you can, Mike, for thirty seconds or so. Okay, okay. There's two points. One is there's a lot of hysteria claiming the U.S. has a huge disproportionately large amount of mass shootings and mass shooters compared to the rest of the world, and that's based actually on um, how should I say research is dishonest, incompetent, however you want to call it, research. 
And actually, we have less than our share of the world's amount of mass shootings, for one. Ooh, and number two, we I might want challenge you on that. But, Mike, listen, hold that thought. Uh, folks, if you want to join the discussion, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Taking a short break right now. We'll be right back. Pulling the proverbial scab off of the wound. <laughs> Why do we have so many mass shootings in this country? We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're having a very strange discussion about a very strange and uniquely American phenomenon. That is mass shootings, uh, individuals taking guns into public places and basically murdering uh, complete strangers. Uh, we have looked at the issue to the extent that we can. Uh, and although Mike said that we do not lead the world, perhaps uh, the point is that in terms of an industrialized society that has access to weapons, uh, America is far and away with single actors going into a public space right. indiscriminately killing more than one person at one time. But there's some interesting statistics that we got to throw at you. Tell us where this is happening within the country and okay, where it's not the, happening. One of the things that's really interesting, again, I uh, even encourage people to go to MotherJones.com. You can actually see this map that they built based on the database. And all this data came from the Department of Justice. So this is real data. This right. is made up stuff. Right. And so, you know, it's happening in places like California, Texas, Florida, Eastern Seaboard, a little bit, actually not as much by population. California, some, Texas, some, and Florida. Though. Some strips in the Midwest. But then you've got these massive swaths of land, and w w without talking about population density yet, yeah, Idaho, Wyoming, North Dakota, places like this where there's no instances. Well, yeah. How many mass shootings have they reported in Wyoming? None. How many mass shootings have been reported in the state of Idaho? None. I'm uh, looking at it right now. It's yeah, you, and, other, and others too. I mean, you've got again North Dakota, South Dakota, and then even if you look at like say Kansas or Colorado, yeah, Colorado's got this big dot right in the middle on Denver. Right. Nowhere else, right. right? Nevada, where I mean, you've got like outside of Vegas and Nevada across. Uh, well, that, across that was Nevada a huge one, Oregon, yeah. yeah. But see, here's the thing that starts to speak to population density, right? And I've always dealt with. I, I've always looked at Canada as kind of an interesting thing, and I know uh, Jim might not want me to go there, but it's such a uh, huge piece we of land. About this earlier. Canada yeah. is such a gigantic piece of Brian land. Brian asked the question, why does it not happen in Canada? They can get the same guns. Well, they have... It does happen, just uh, not nearly as much as it does here. We have a grossly different population density. They we have they have less economic disparity than we do. All right. And they got a queen. All right, we're going to get to everybody. John from Canyon Country. Mike, we're going to get right back to you. Uh, tell us your thoughts, and I want to thank you for holding so patiently here on A Nation Divided with Brian and Jim. Thanks for calling, brother. This is John in Canyon Country. Yeah, we'd hey, love to John, hear from you, man. You're on the air. Cool. <laughs> well, listen, um, yeah, I just I just turned this on, and uh, it's very interesting. Um, if we can all come to an agreement about the fact that evil exists, not just here in America. Evil exists. It, evil does exist, uh, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, and in varying degrees, you know, from uh, from the little white lie to the serial killer. Yeah, there's some things even past the serial killer, but we don't even need to talk about that. But uh, you, yeah, are you right. saying, are you saying, John, that this basic instinct of uh, evil is a word that lawyers don't typically like, but just homicidal behavior? Okay, is you said of course not. What I'm trying to say is this. He said of course, lawyers don't. What I'm trying to say is this. I believe we're talking about symptoms. The answer is in the um, 
the research and the finding out why evil exists, why we do things to each other ever since the beginning of uh, of time. Well, we've you know, always, John's actually. Always, well, let me let me finish. Yeah, go ahead, John. We can't help we can't help ourselves. We continually do this. It's like it is a law. It's the established rule of conduct. We must do things to each other, and we must do evil to ourselves as well. Evil happens to man through through uh, through uh, through storms and earthquakes and you know uh, vol- volatile weather patterns. That uh, well, that, well, uh, John. I mean, would you would you at least uh, agree? And this is a very deep concept you're bringing up. That there are certain things that we can do to combat that. Certain things, uh, not just from the perspective of making things legal or illegal, but certain well, shifts in, in the consciousness yeah. that we can do to uh, have that impulse drowned out uh, by uh, more of a connection to uh, humanity, more of a connection to the universal whole uh, that exists within all of us. Because if the evil exists within us, the good must also sim- simultaneously exist. That's right. That's that's why that's why many of us do not go out and kill. You know, but we all. All of us have something, at least one thing, amiss within us. Uh, John, may I ask where you're from? Your voice is hard for me to characterize. Where are you from? Well, originally. (laughs) I'm from the streets of the South Bronx. All right. Don't go anywhere, John. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get right back to you. Uh, you, Lucia, um, uh, you're on A Nation Divided. Is it Lucia or Lucia? Hi. Hi. You're on A Nation Divided with Brian and Jim. We'd love to hear what you think. Talk to us. Are, are, what, are white? Yeah, that's good that she... Yeah, that's Lucia. That's good that you're calling in to ask that question. Let's clarify. We actually did do some research on this. Again. Yeah, so here's the... And that's unfortunately part of the problem with the misperception that people have. The phone. Yeah, go ahead. So, so, yeah, basically here's how it works. So there are... It's a number right now. The number is hovering just below 60% for the number of mass shootings and people killed white people involved, right? White right, males. Right. And so the number of white people by population in the United States is a little over 60% right, right. now. So, so it's around the national average. 63, it's around the national average, right. actually slightly below it. So that's the raw number. Yeah. But you hear, you tend to hear more about the shootings that are conducted by white men because they tend to be more, for whatever reason, newsworthy. Uh, but but black men are involved in, in mass shootings, uh, uh, Asian men uh, to a disproportionate level. Yeah, the it or one not, thing that, involved the in one thing shoes. that we did find, and again, Brian and I are neither one of us are sort of like uh, often get into the whole thing about race because we don't even see things that way. But right. but if you are going to be, a we, person we both gonna, believe we're from Mars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but if you're going to talk about these numbers and you talk about the way that they did the statistics, actually disproportionately, um, Asian American people are involved in mass shooting or, or are mass shooters, and disproportionately. People who identify as Latino are not involved, right. so they're actually at a lower rate than the percentage. Uh, folks, population. if you want to join the discussion, we're analyzing why mass shootings happen in this country uh, without discussing access to guns and access to firearms and gun control laws and assault weapons bans and all of those things socially. What is it about us? What is in our DNA as Americans that make us somehow uniquely susceptible to this very strange bacteria? 
that grows within our psyche that res- that manifests itself in the well, one mass of the, shooting. One of the things that gets said a lot, Brian, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, too, is the whole thing about mental illness, right? right. So there's a big difference between Good mental point. illness and diagnosed mental illness and mental health. So right. the FBI study says that 25% of shooters had been diagnosed at some point with some mental illness. Some form of mental illness. Yeah, less than 5% had actually been diagnosed with the psychosis, which with a true mental illness, right? Not just a mental health well, problem. With I'm a not a, my mother is a, a doctor of psychology, number. but if you take a gun into a public area and shoot There's a bunch of people, there is something wrong with it. And that's the point. Hey, I don't and know what was your point earlier that you made? We don't have a name for it, we right? Might not. There's oh. something wrong, but we don't know what it Back is. Back to yeah. Mike. We want to get to your second point. Thanks for calling in, man. Uh, what what are some of the other points? I mean, you had something that, about values and why we're t- why we're not teaching them. I, I think you might be onto something. Right. right, right, and hopefully we'll have time where I could get back and talk about a few things like how the worst mass murderers in America did not use firearms. That's why I talk about mass shootings because uh, right. the media is so anti-gun. It's a lot of fake. It's a very good point, Mike. Uh, Timothy McVeigh was the worst Without one ever by yep. far, and he used a bomb. But anyway, well, keep actually, going. Actually, the nine eleven the nine eleven terrorist attack was the worst one ever. Actually, the, but that wasn't homegrown though. That was that was that was a that wasn't a single actor doing right. It, it was not homegrown. Um, the comparison of the U.S. with the foreign countries is based on some uh, very, um, I would say, dishonest. Um, yeah, but before we go into the media. Well, you're kind of hitting uh, some points yeah. we hit okay, in our yeah, last show, Mike. Talk, talk, talk about the values, man. Go ahead. Here's my point. Let's suppose you have people with mental illness. If you've ever met or known people with mental illness, you'll know there's a wide range. A lot of mentally ill people are totally harmless. They're, a lot of them are good-natured people. They are suffering from mental illness, just like some people have heart disease, lung disease, etc. Then there's some people with mental illness who can be very dangerous and need to be locked up and treated. But right. the point is that if you take someone with a particular mental illness, how they react to that mental illness, how they behave under that mental illness, I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe, has a lot to do with the values that they were taught right. and that were ingrained right. in them right. from infancy. Right. And I believe you can have two people with identical mental illness condition, and I'm not specialist here, I could be wrong, but this seems to make common sense to me, that if one is ingrained with, you believe in God, you believe that right. God is the higher authority, and that thou shalt not murder is not merely believe an opinion, not. not merely a law, You're it right. is God's commandment, and therefore, because I believe in God, and I want to live a holy and a good life, I will not murder, then I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe that two equally mentally ill people, same condition, one perhaps will not murder because they have a faith, a belief in God, faith. and the and other one may murder. There may be people who are so mentally ill. A lot that, of folks believe we've gotten away from that. Mike, you're bringing up very important things. Teaching values, uh, something that's ingrained as a condition of uh, conducting our behavior. I mean, in other words, thinking that because of my faith, uh, I'm going to live my life according well, to certain moral it, principles. You said it this way. What was the first uh, Ten Commandments? was thou shalt not kill, right? Right. If it wasn't needed... If human beings didn't need that rule, why right. was it written down? Folks, we want you to join the discussion if you want to. We have one more segment. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Join the discussion. Why we kill each other in such public ways. Mass shootings. Charles, you're going to be first up after the break. Thanks for being so patient. And we really want to know what you think at one 800 5222 Guns and killing on a mass level. Why did this happen? We'll be right back. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You're listening to A Nation Divided. 
Uh, my best friend has such a sick sense of humor that we are leading in with the song called Pumped Up Kicks, which is a basically about the Columbine about shooting. About the Columbine shooting. How it's could scary. you be so just strange? It's a, it's a scary song. It scared me the first time I heard it. We're both from ours. Uh, Charles uh, and Robert, we're going to get to you in just a second. Charles, you've been so patient. Uh, thank well, you. Yeah. Uh, get, yeah, thank, yeah, tell us one more you. time. Yeah, well, the other point I want to make was uh, you look at suicide, and, you know, morning. Uh, I think it's like 60% of all gun deaths are suicide, like two out of three are suicide. And these suicide guys, they don't always die alone. They take family members with them. They'll go out and shoot up a place. So that's another problem. They just get hit with so much negativity over the years with the music and the other forms of entertainment and whatever's going on in their own life. And, you know, you expose yourself to all that negativity. After a while, it's going to take a toll on people. Yeah. Charles, great, thank you so much for calling. Points, and, and he does make good points yeah, because a lot of these points. folks do have a suicidal ideation. Yeah, I think 46%. Robert, I uh, want to thank you again yes, for being Hello, so Robert. patient. Thank you. Uh, talk to us, brother. I mean, we are trying to wrap our arms around this problem. You have all the power in the world now. What are you going to tell us? Well, most of your mass shootings, and I consider shooting three or four people a mass shooting. Absolutely. in inner cities by young people involved in criminal activities that often got their weapons illegally. It does, Robert, but then that doesn't explain the disproportionate number of these excessive mass shootings. So like when we use that de- definition of three to four mass, you know, people killed in a mass shooting, then there's all of a sudden there's this huge leap to the 12 killed, 16 wounded, 22 killed, right. 48 wounded, 25 right. killed. Right. So there's a big difference between the the threes, the, two, the fours, and the fives, like what you're talking about. You're exactly right. We covered that in a previous show. But when you really think about what Robert's getting at, yeah. is he's uh, we do probably have a higher inci- incidence in the most populated states. So the population density population seems to have density. some yeah, correlation. It does. Uh, you're talking about Wyoming. Uh, mm-hmm. There are not a lot of folks living in Wyoming. You've never right. heard of it. But if you go back and add up the numbers in terms of total population, there should have been at least one mass shooting there at some point. So, Robert, do you think that the government should do anything about this problem, or are we where we should be? Well, the one way to do something about the problem of mass shootings in the inner cities is to really seriously crack down on drugs coming across that border. Uh, well, again, well, when we really talk about mass shootings, and again, you bring up another good point, is we're talking about incidents where you have a single individual acting alone. Yeah. Uh, this is not necessarily something that's related to gang violence or drug violence. The FBI statistics that they're referencing are one person, and it's almost 94% men, right. who actually go uh, in a completely random way. And, I, and I, go ahead, Joe. I like the way you put it before, Brian, and this is really a thing. It's almost like about personal power, right? It's the uh, This is the idea right. that one person believes that they somehow have the right or they've got the privilege to be able to go in and kill a Take bunch of people that the they don't even total know. Total strangers. They somehow just think that they can do that for that, whatever that, reason. That type of whatever their ideology, yes. whatever the notion. That however, I can they impose do my will on completely. Whether they do it with a gun or a people. bomb or anything else, they just think I'm going to go kill people because I think I have the right to. Robert, do that. thank you so much for calling, James from West Covina. Uh, we're talking about how to handle yeah. this issue. Uh, welcome to a nation divided, brother. Thank you. I think in this country, the difference is personal empowerment we value it and yes, on the good yes, side yes he's on it yes great. he's People on it People get job go to school buy a house and yes. so on and so forth but on the bad side like in illness people feel they're empowered to yes act out and, and and you know you're absolutely right uh, you're because we have we yeah. we have this uh, entitlement that everybody's right. opinion matters and that everyone is encouraged to uh, express themselves to the fullest extent that they can 
uh, we are uh, constantly talking about ideas in a way that uh, there's almost an entitlement. Right. Uh, keep going along those lines. Keep going, though. James. Oh, where'd he go? Oh, there he is. James, yeah, keep going, brother. Yeah. So I, I see this in, in – I came from Vietnam, and in Vietnam, everybody knows everybody. Wow. And you can't walk down the street without – saying hello to somebody or somebody saying hello wow. to you and they kind of oh you're somebody's son and uh, how you doing and that kind of uh public or community pressure keep you in check wow. you can't just be alone by yourself and go crazy for months and on end and buy stuff and you know act on your own it just doesn't happen i've never seen of a case i grew up there and i haven't heard of anything yeah. like that it, well it I'm hasn't sure uh, james how long have you been in the states how long have you been in the States, James? Uh, I've been 30 years. Well, we're so incredibly happy for your voice because you're saying things that we really need to talk about. There's a good and a bad to the way that we right. have no empowered each other this. in this country. Yeah. I mean, we only like to talk about the good. Right. Uh, but we actually have a situation where a person can basically become radicalized uh, just by being on their internet, completely isolated from society, yeah. no connection to the community that See, those they're are in. The hard, those are the hard. Those are the hard solutions. Now, somebody, most yep. people want to press a button, give me one law, right. and it's going to magically make this thing go away. And they don't really want to talk about the dirty secret that. that but but yeah. what, what James is telling us is that you know, in his homeland, you're identifying with a person on the street. They're your family member. Right. They're your brother, yep. even though you may not know them. Uh, you still have right. a connection. And uh, James, thank you so much for calling. I, I, we want to. I wish we could spend the whole show talking to you, but thank you again. Uh, we're going to have to move on to Bernice from Long Beach. Uh, I wanted to uh, kind of get some thoughts, Bernice. Uh, you've been so patient. Uh, before you were talking about video games, give us something else if you can. Well, the video games was just a, a general, you know, off the top of the head thought. I've been listening to everybody, and they all have valid points. Right. Uh, you take and, God out. You take God out of the mix. You give the devil a free reign. Suddenly, human life well, has no value whatsoever. We used to be Children a more religious society than we are now. We used to be more religious, and we've kind of, for a lot of reasons, uh, gotten away from that. But is it the simple conceptualization of something bad will happen to me in the afterlife, uh, therefore I must do the right thing here? Or I must model my behavior through the teachings of our Savior, uh, Jesus Christ? Or is there something deeper that may have something not so much to do with religion, but more an well, internal identity that we should have. So it teaches us the difference between right and wrong. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they don't have that anymore. Well, okay. Bernice, thank you so much for yeah. calling. Thanks, We're so happy to hear your voice. Uh, we really appreciate you on, on A Nation Divided. Mike, back to you. Um, this is a question I have for you, Mike, uh, yeah, because okay. I, always, I always like talking about solutions with you. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think could be done? Okay, and we, again, we're not going to talk about gun control. Uh, <laughs> guns aren't even part of the solution at right. all. Fact, so what do we do? What do you think we gun free zones? Yeah, let me tell you something. I'll add to what I said before. Okay, we should all be viewing each other, all the other people, our lives around us, our communities, our cities, our country, as our fellow Americans. Amen. We are all right. Amen. Or humans. Just, yeah, exactly. Amen. Amen. And let me tell you what's been happening. There are people who are of the Marxist persuasion. They may call themselves, they call themselves liberals, rebrand themselves to hide what they really stand for. Then they call themselves progressives. Now they're calling themselves, I think, democratic socialists. The bottom line is they create division on purpose. They create unhappiness in people on purpose. They promote 
this culture of not only entitlement, but also a culture of victimhood. They want to make women believe, falsely believe they're victims, all black people who are in the greatest country, basically for black people, for Jews, for everyone else on Jewish, as you know. Um, they want to make them believe that you're victims. This is a horrible place. So if people view their fellow Americans as the ones that are oppressing them, as their oppressors, their victims, they're going to be less Absolutely. inhibited. Mike, I want to thank you so much for calling. Uh, we're going to have Mike. to move on to just a couple of other people, but thanks yeah, for calling, Michael, always. But he's talking about identity. You cannot pump a bullet into a person if you have a connection with that person. No. Even if it is just, you are a countryman, you're my countryman. And for that reason, shooting you would be like shooting me. And regardless of why you do it, regardless of the ideology, radicalization is essentially what FBI was talking about. People uh, think they have a reason. All right, a couple of more folks. John, uh, we never got to you uh, real briefly. Thanks for being so patient. We only have a couple of more minutes. Tell us your thoughts real quick. Hello? Yeah, John. Yeah, oh, go ahead, John. John. Uh, this is Joe, actually. This is Joe. Joe. Oh, okay, Joe. Joe, go ahead. Yeah, no, uh, uh, my take on this is we live in arguably the freest country in the history of the world. Yes, without And we a doubt. have a very, very large population, which means when you have without a large a population, yes. you're going to have a higher percentage of people who have mental illness. Yes. And you combine freedom with mental illness. Yep. And, and then all of the other, you know, polarizing things that are going on. You know, like the name of your show, it's right. kind of divided. divided. But yeah. the thing is, he's nailing yeah. it. He's nailing yeah. it, John. And that's true. But on a deeper, deeper, deeper level, uh, I don't want to take away my freedom. I don't want to take any, way, any American's freedom away. And we're going to... No, you still, can't. Yeah, you we're going to have I these just, problems. Just, Go ahead. Yeah. What I'm saying is, is that this is a problem, a problem that, I mean, we... We have the right to carry guns, I believe, because we're, we're, we need to protect ourselves individually and we need to protect ourselves from tyranny. And uh, there's no I don't see any way that, that this problem is going to, you know, go away. And if you look at countries where they've taken away the guns like Hitler. Right. Well, we're not going to be talking about no, guns. We're not talking about guns, guns. But, John, John yeah, me, we really want to thank you. Go ahead. Let yeah. me have this really quick. Are you essentially saying uh, just put this bluntly and it's going to sound car- uh, coarse to say this. Are you saying that this is almost a price that we have to pay to be such a free society, no matter how it's going to happen? That's exactly what I'm yeah. saying. All right, John, that's your opinion. Uh, I want to thank you thank so you, much John. for calling in. Felix, real quick, uh, real quick, we want to get uh, to to everyone who's on right now. Uh, tell us about what your thoughts are, brother. Well, uh, my feeling is that a lot of the groups that are, uh, a lot of these hate groups that have instigated a lot of the mass shootings, including the synagogue shootings. Yes. Many synagogue shootings, not only in the United States, but overseas, as well as El Paso. And you're talking about hate in the organization. That is something that we can usually directly track by looking at a right. person's internet activity. There's there's no doubt that there is and that. They, again, but folks, again, we're going to have to wrap this up really quickly. Uh, Felix, I wish I had gotten to you sooner, right, but yeah. he's talking about the hatred yeah. that exists talking in our organization. And, and that's right, yeah. a point that right. needed to be made. Real quick, Brian, you got about 20 seconds. I wanted to get to you. Thanks for being so patient. Welcome to A Nation Divided. You got it. Hey, I, my biggest the comment here is really is the lack of accountability. Yeah, I'm not the accountability in everyday U.S. citizens taking accountability for the elected officials we put in office and the effects that they're having on our culture as Americans. And that goes with media outlets and local government officials. There's no accountability. We right. all go on. And we have absolutely fostered that. And the thing is, is that with the accountability that's lacking can also be determined uh, by the fact that we no longer respect each other. It comes back to that human connection thing. Yeah, with yeah. the civility is gone. And uh, right thank you they, so much, yeah, everyone right. who's called. Uh, I wish we could keep going uh, with this. We may have uh, some further expo- uh, expositions of this topic. But right now, uh, our producers are telling us that we have to put this puppy to bed. Folks, 
Thank you so much for your interest. Try to remember that even if we disagree with you, uh, we love you all. Uh, we are a nation divided, and hopefully uh, through talking about these issues like we do, we won't remain. Have a great week and be safe out there, folks. A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm. 